We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. Three more years. Three more years. Three more years. What's up, everybody? Option. Plus an option. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Scott and I are joking about the fact that the Yankees have re-signed Aaron Boone to three years because it's the only way we know how to cope with with the just terrible news, in my opinion, I think in your opinion as well. I tweeted out when I saw the news, sad day for Yankees fans because... It's really the organization admitting that pretty good, kind of mediocre, is is sufficient for them. That, or or they just don't know what they're doing. What's worse? I don't know. Take take uh, Either way, I think we both expected this to happen. You know, this was something that we identified. If they didn't make this change at the All-Star break or... In July, at some point, like it wasn't going to get more. Forty-eight hours after they got their butts kicked in the wild card game, once it went past like Thursday of that week, and we just heard nothing from the team, we knew the writing was on the wall. This is what was going to happen. Even with the the mini coaching shakeup at the end of last week, still nothing on Boone. We knew this was coming. I I don't this know. This is maybe also their track record. For... This is what they do. They extend. They don't. They don't. Yeah. They haven't left a manager. I mean, it's we've we've owned, you know we haven't had very many managers in the last uh, twenty five years, but the ones that have been here have been here for ten years plus. You know that's that's kind of the mark, and that's what they're setting up for again. It's getting close to that. So they're in it. They're in it. Brian Cashman's in it. They're they're in it. That means, uh, oh, by the way, there's a, a Cashman extension coming at some point in the near future too, probably. Well, no, he's already got a contract. I think through twenty twenty five. Is it through twenty five? I thought it was shorter than that. There was an option in there somewhere, but either way, they're 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 clearly staying long term. The Steinbrenner family is is uh, is good with the direction, and just they're they're disappointed in the results because they had the ability to be there, but they believe in this guy. So it just it just sucks. I I, I almost like feels we're going to talk about the press conference, but like I'm not going to rehash everything we've said on Boone and why I don't think he's equipped to be the manager. I've talked about that enough. It, it just sucks that they are sticking with him and that they're not willing to make 
what I think is a necessary change, like a legitimate change. And now there were some positives, I think, from from today. Brian Cashman pretty much saying the roster is not good enough, which is not something he has said in the last few few off seasons, basically, uh, that he always preaches we have the team to win the World Series. This year, he admitted we didn't really have the team to win the World Series. Could they have done some damage in his words? Yes, but he also said he admitted we knew it could have been a first-round knockout like it was because of the Jekyll and Hyde nature of this team. So I will at least grant him that, that that was good because there's some admission that things need to change. I think it's ridiculous that then 45 minutes after Brian Cashman talked about that, Aaron Boone says he believes the roster is good enough to win a championship. He just sounds like an absolute moron. Yet another reason why I hate that he's the manager. You, It's one thing to sit there in June, July, August and say that he believes in his guys, even though we see with our own eyes that, that it's not working. Because at least you have the defense of this is in season. I can't quit on my team in season. But now when your general manager at noon says this team needs major changes and then at 1245 Aaron Boone says nope we got what we need in house you just sound like an idiot yeah i mean you have you have you have the ability at that point to now talk about the team in, in a in a way that that is relatable to your fan base because at this point you're 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 on a different planet than everybody else who's watching this team so and and I guess that's that's part of the reason, right? That's part of the reason why some of these coaching changes were made as well, because he had he had baseball guys in his ear too much. And on the few times that he did use instinct and gut and you know baseball acumen, they are looking down upon that and and that's frowned upon. So there's mixed there's mixed things coming, like the fact that they need someone in there to to drive home, uh, to 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 be the bad guy in the dugout, but also they need someone. Uh, they need more people that are kind of following the company line with the analytics. Kind of, it's kind confusing. of also going the back and forth on what that is. Yeah, it's mixed messaging coming from them. Yeah, they the, one of the reasons that they cited that they're moving on specifically from Phil Nevin is because that they felt he had Aaron Boone's ear too much and that they didn't like that. Uh, Phil Nevin notoriously. Okay, by the way, it's not an indictment on the manager who who who, who <laughs> right has the person. You're the boss, what? dude. In this little ecosystem, Aaron Boone is the boss, right? We He's didn't the like. Boss no, of all you the know coaches. what this is like? This is like when you when your child is hanging out with a kid that you don't like. You, it's not the kid's fault. It's the other kid's fault. It's the other kid's fault who's getting little Johnny into this mess. He's putting him in bad situations. He's not making the decisions. It's this other kid. Is in his ear. It's Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin's the the bad guy here. It's crazy. Uh, what am, what are we supposed to believe? It, so this doesn't look good for the whole Boone isn't a puppet argument, right? Uh, isn't a puppet? I'd say it does. It actually lends to the point that he was pushing back no, too no, no, much. That, that, no, but so but what I'm saying is. Right. And that's why they're getting rid of Nevin and maybe some others. So but maybe they're trying to, maybe this is they're just trying to they're playing like he, chess he here. Was, he was a puppet. Like Boone. Not enough of a puppet. Being kept around. No, no. Cashman's keeping Boone around because he knows he's ultimately a puppet. Maybe he got a little out of line. And, <laughs> and so they have to, they have to, they have to just whack a few pegs off, off underneath them. So that they, he can get back to just falling in line company. I, I don't know. The whole thing, I, I, I don't know who's I don't like giving it. what information. I don't, like I don't know it. how the information is being disseminated. I don't know what is what in this organization right now. I really don't because 
when you when, exactly right, you hear from them talking about Nevin being too much in the ear of Boone, and that was a fault. And part of the reason why the man got fired because his manager listened to the things that he was saying, and they were going against analytics. Like how 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 is that a, not an indictment on the guy who's in charge of that dugout? That's what I don't understand. You just you just essentially knock down the credibility of the leader of the dugout at that point, saying he's too he's too taken. Uh, He's too he's too taken by other people's opinions and doesn't use his own uh, his own judgments uh, for particular situations, whether it be would, going with the analytics or using what he sees. It's going I against would love to him. Get, I'd love to get specifics, not like actual specifics on like, oh, in game 75, he did this and he listened to. No, I mean, like what types of things are they talking about? Because I still see a team that is wildly undisciplined, has no fundamentals. They make the same mistakes over and over again. Is that? Is that Phil Nevin's fault for that? Or is that just bad coaching top to bottom, which includes Aaron Boone? If you're saying that he doesn't like some in-game decision, was it what in-game uh, moves did they not Did they not like when they started to hit and run some more and steal some bases? Yeah. Dur- no, during they, they the only during stretch the of streak. good baseball, the only good stretch of baseball they played all season. Well, what's interesting is that one of the one of the comments from uh, from Tim's was talking about the some of the drills that they had used in the minor leagues and and that they they didn't carry them over into the into the uh, the the big leagues and like they should have done more of that type of stuff and there was just a, a disconnect with the way things were done in the minor leagues and the way things were done in the major leagues, you know, because they're major league hitters and professional hitters was essentially the uh, the reasoning there and why they didn't use all of the same drills that they would in you know double A triple A and and how they teach in the minor leagues so. Yeah, at the end of the day, what it doesn't, what what that what that completely misses is that um, they were. I agree, the coaches sh- should still do a lot of those things because baseball drills are really meant for fundamentals and like you know backing up the the things that yes they can do it. They're good at baseball. We get it. They're in the professional leagues. Guys in Double A AA and Triple A are also good at baseball. Uh, you know they're not they're not like the needing of the of the of those little drills. But what it does is it effectively. It, it helps your game no matter where you are. That's the point of those drills. It always affects your game because baseball needs to be consistently drilled. It's one of those where consistent. It's like saying a professional uh, basketball player doesn't need to practice shooting free throws. Of course they do. Right. Yeah. And some of the other comments that, that just rubbed me the wrong way today. It's like, okay, I get it. You're bringing back Aaron Boone. But Brian Cashman with some of these in my opinion, wildly outlandish statements. Quote, if Aaron Boone was entering the free agent market as a manager, he'd be the number one manager available. He then tripled down on it, talking about how general managers from afar have complimented him on how good Aaron Boone has been. It's like you're either just lying through your teeth or it's just your your boys club of other general managers who's like, hey man, how'd you find that puppet? I need to find a puppet. My guy, my guy Billy Bean was saying, loved Aaron Boone. Loved Aaron Boone as a manager. Was it other general managers that Aaron Boone just like puked all over his shoes on and they they blew the game and then he they sent you a text, hey, real nice, real nice move by Aaron Boone yeah. there. It's it, it's uh it's people from the Red Sox, uh Tampa and Toronto. They're like, Oh, right. great. He's doing a great, great job. He's doing a even the Orioles, like, oh yeah. Phenomenal job. If we had an opportunity to hire him, we would do it tomorrow. You guys just keep doing what you're doing. It's really working. It's so and, stupid. Oh, yeah. The guys that I trusted are competing against me. Really good job. Phenomenal. Make sure you keep Aaron Boone under lock and key. Otherwise, we might grab him. Dumbass. And, and, and like they snicker in the background. It's it's just a crazy statement. 
One of the also laughable moments of the press conference today, Aaron Boone was asked point blank, what does this team need to do better to win a World Series? And he did not have a coherent answer for it. As if that question would just came out of nowhere. It, it baffles me how this guy can be so unprepared and so overmatched in basic shit. Well, they, he hasn't gotten the reports yet. He's not allowed to use his, his uh, any, any, any baseball knowledge that he has. He hasn't gotten the spreadsheet about what he needs to say about how they can improve and what they need to be a championship team. He hasn't, he hasn't gotten that email yet. So I got a lot of this on Twitter today, and I've seen this over the past basically five months since everyone's been calling for Boone's job. It's that, oh, who do, who's going to replace him? Who, who's going to be better than him? If you don't have a replacement, then you can't call for the firing. And I say, poppycock. Yes, you can. I don't need to have a reply to who is going to replace Boone to know that Boone is not the man for the job. Uh, Nick Kirby from George's Box has made this analogy many times. I saw him make it on Twitter again, I believe, uh, this week. When my car breaks down and the motor stops working, I don't know how to fix it, but I know it's broken. (laughs) It's like I'm watching. I've watched enough baseball in my time to know that what their current manager is doing is not good. And he's bad at his job and they need to get someone else to do a better job. Now I can talk about what types of managers that I think would be good. I don't have specifics, but that's the fundamental problem in that industry. But that's the fundamental problem. The fundamental problem is that all of the people that you might name or anybody who's looking for a change is not going to go along and coincide with the way that the Yankees organization is doing business. It's just, it's not going to go along. They need a guy like Aaron Boone who is doing so the way that they're looking at this is Aaron Boone is the number one guy out there who understands analytics, who will do the things that we say, who will implement the company line and make sure that he's going down there and will not use his his brain as much as humanly possible, like some of these other older guys. He will not do that. So he he is the number one candidate in that in that vein of candidates. And that's the problem. When you're you're asking for a solution, I would give an answer that gives you a fundamental uh, difference in the different way path, that, a, different a different way that route. they, yes, yeah. that the organization is, is going and, and they would, that's, I would give a similar answer. And they would have to steer that, so. into a different direction. It would need to be Brian Cashman also needs to leave because Brian Cashman has a vision in a, in a course for this organization. Or Brian and, Cashman would have to be open to uh, a different way. Uh, if Brian Cashman was, was able to identify that this wasn't working, this wasn't working. This was the way that we were moving forward, but this was not working. And could identify some like he's got the he's got the ability I think to to make a pivot, but I think he's too too far down the line at this point. Yeah, and most and the organization every, is too deep because it's gone. It's through the organization now the way that they're doing this. So, but if they made that change, it would be it, it's not an easy change. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pretty much every organization that consistently wins, just look at the playoffs this year, right? The the Red Sox, Alex Cora, he's an analytically driven manager. There's certainly Heim Bloom, Bloom, their general manager, is very analytics heavy. But but Alex Cora also has the pulse of his team yes. and a backbone yes. in order to get his players to play for him, okay? Kevin Cash, who was in the World Series last year and, and w- w- had the best record in the American League this year. I mean, they're all analytics to a fault that even like bites them and it comes and bites them in the ass because they just can't make decisions on the fly. It has to be already mapped out and they have to have an opener and then a bolt guy and then this and then it's just like they, they overanalyze the crap out of everything. Same thing with the Dodgers. Brian Roberts in a game five against the Giants didn't even get to pick his own starting pitcher. Like this is happening rampant throughout baseball. Yeah. But the problem that the Yankees have with Aaron Boone is he's an idiot. <laughs> he's just stupid. Okay. How many times over the past four years has he not pinch run for a guy until a pitch has already been thrown in the at bat? To me, that's just someone who the game is too fast for him. Every Jamoke on Twitter can know. Hey, Tyler Wade should already be doing sprints in the dugout ready to go when Giancarlo Stanton gets on base because he's going to need the pinch run. But nope, got to have the first pitch thrown to Luke Voigt before we get the pinch runner. That's just an idiot managing. Maybe that's just him having to to battle his uh, his Phil Nevin demon, you know, trying to tell him not to do something and then he's got to go the other way. I mean, look, it's not that it's... These are these are not like small moments that have happened. Gabe Kapler had to did some dumb shit when he was with Philly, uh, uh, as as well. Like this really just like dumb dumb things uh, with you know the switching and and not having guys ready. And he 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 did some moronic things. Like he was a first first time manager. Aaron Boone is not that he doesn't get that that first time manager clip anymore. Like he's been around the block now. He's been here, so he should have a much deeper lay of the land as far as what he's supposed to do. Next year will be year five. Right. Next year will be year five. Gabe Kapler has, you know, gone gone to different places and proved that he can do well. I don't know. If if we saw improvements over the past four seasons with Aaron Boone, maybe I'd feel differently, but I've seen regression. We've seen regression in in, a, in the roster as well in, in a way that a lot of things have, have been going on. I mean, you could look at that okay, from... Fair. From from different from different areas of of uh, staying healthy, and you know, obviously, if if we're talking to the um, the physical nerds and and uh, you know the the path that they're on right now is better because of the the health that they had by two of their biggest players. So maybe next year that they've gotten all of this information, uh, they'll they'll be able to supercharge their their players here, and then Aaron Boone will have no excuses. 
Yeah. And there was a bunch of other stuff that Cashman talked about. A um, couple of injury updates. LeMahieu, he uh, had his sports hernia surgically repaired. Uh, same doctor that Lou Voigt went to. He should be ready for spring training. Jameson Tyon had ankles, will have ankle surgery at the end of the month. It's five months to recover. Those are the, the main two injury updates. I also saw an update that they talked about Clint Frazier on how he's still constantly in contact with the Yankee team doctors, and they just don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, but but Brian Cashman did admit, like I said, that the, the team was especially bad this year and is poorly constructed. One thing I loved that he came out and said point blank, Glaber Torres is not a shortstop. He's yeah, thank God. That, second base. Look, we there's an acknowledgement there. Finally, thank you. Appreciate that. Going into this, we have clarity. They're, they are right. addressing a shortstop position. Right. That's how. And now, whether they sign a free agent, which many people want them to do, or if they just go with depth and stopgap, who who knows? But Gleyber Torres will not be the Yankees shortstop in 2020. Shortstop is a is quote, direct quote. Shortstop is an area of need. So uh, we have to address it. To me, you know, I know, I know, but it, you know how you know how like you can parse words with them. They can be like, yes, we need to get a shortstop, and we're going to go get Angelton Simmons. Well, uh, again, <laughs> it dep- if you're looking at that at that uh, that position as a long term fix from the minor leagues, like that's that's an approach. Okay, th- that's your approach. I fundamentally, understand what you're doing at that point, right? You're you mm-hmm. are saying this is a stopgap. This is not a long term solution. This guy is going to be the long-term shortstop. We believe in that, and that's that's the plan. Okay, now, fine. If you have they, a plan, great. If they make big changes to the roster, Brian Cashman said that he will be open-minded to anything and everything on this roster, as we should be when it comes to the trade market and free agency. If if they're different at multiple positions next year, I I think I can. I know I will be able to convince myself that next year will be different. Yeah, but if they're the same, if the roster out of the twenty six guys, twenty three of them are the same, and it's like the same starters, and Aaron Boone is still the manager, why would we believe next year is going to be any better? Well, I think you look at the first half of the season. That that's why you look at the first half of the season and how how everybody underperformed essentially. Besides pitch, some pitching did well, but the when pitching you look, staff the offense, did not underperform in the first half. That's what the I said. Pitching staff. That's what I said. The okay, staff, the offensive side of a, half of your team. No, no, the was offensive excellent. side, the offensive side, the practically the entire offensive side, except for a couple guys, were were abysmal and just awful. So you you can't really have much of a much of a worse offensive set first half of the year than what they did. You really can't. It was bad. So that's the first thing I look at. Got to get out of the gate start faster. Got to get more complimentary players to uh, to be able to hit. But again, you know. Depending on what they do and, and how they address this, I think right now we already know we're going to have a different shortstop. We're going to have a different second baseman. So that means th- this roster is already shaken up. LeMay, he was going to play where? First base or third base? One of the two. He's going to play one of those places. So yeah, the roster is going to look different already. No, good. If the roster looks different, then we can hold on to something. We can grasp something and say, okay, this is why it's going to be. Better. But even I, you're, I, you're saying the other side of it, like how do you uh, how do you know it's going to be different? I think it has to be different just by the small changes, the you know, the changes that we already know are coming. It's going to be different. I guess, but I mean, I still think they're major problems up the middle of this team: catcher, shortstop, center field. Yeah. Well, I mean, Aaron Hicks will be healthy and good to go. So. <laughs> Right, right, right. But I, I, I think that if you go into next season 
with Gary Sanchez as your, quote, starting catcher and Higgy catching two-fifths of the rotation and Aaron Hicks' injury waiting to happen in center field and who knows what at shortstop, why why is the season going to go any better? I have, a, three, I have a gut feeling that they're going to change. positions. I have a gut feeling that they're going to really change the catcher position. I do. I have a gut feeling that they're going to do that. I mean, you're not going to do it on the free agent market. Last year was the year to do it on the free agent yeah. market. This year, it's not. So you're going to have to. You're going to have might, to move they on. Make a trade. Tra- trade. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Okay. Fine. Again, if you're talking about drastically changing the roster, yeah, maybe Aaron Boone can. I mean, he did out manage the team to over 100 wins in his first two seasons. Yes, the team, you know, offensively was tops in the league. But okay, the way that they're approaching this offseason. And I'll I'll talk myself into this. I'll talk myself into anything, to be honest. But the um, this one, I I I I do believe I can get behind a little bit more. Brian Cashman did it acknowledge that the team wasn't good enough. I don't care what Aaron Boone says because that doesn't matter. Brian Cashman acknowledged that this team, the guy that's pulling the strings, acknowledged that this team wasn't good enough to do anything, and also acknowledged that if they were to make it, that they would get they possibly get knocked out. Like that's that's pretty significant coming from him, I'd say. Which, which leads me to believe that you need to, to now back up that statement and identify these areas of need and why that didn't happen and make those changes. So I think that like you put a different product out in the field, that's going to make them look better also for for because of bringing Aaron Boone back. And I think that's going to, they're going to do everything they possibly can to get him in that position because they can't, they're, they're, they're extending him. This is it. Like you're, you're, 1,000% all in on him. Like, you got to win a championship at some point, and you cannot win it with this current roster. And I feel like Brian Cashman knows that by by acknowledging that the roster that they had, even after the trade deadline, not winnable, not winnable uh, in the, deep into the postseason, postseason. So what does that say? That says that we need to shake up this roster in a pretty significant way. One or two people that doesn't really change the whole landscape of what this team is. Like, they need to change it up. And starting catcher is a big area of need. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I just, uh, maybe this is a bad example because it's maybe an anomaly. But I look at the Red Sox and the main difference is that Alex Cora comes back and the team is on its way to the World Series again. It's like, you can see how much of a difference a manager can make and how much of a difference a bad manager They also never, but they never really lacked the talent. Yeah, Mookie Betts was gone, but they actually picked up that slack pretty fucking quick. The other guys around that, the core of that team was there. And they have, it's it's like they took the 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 um the partial season off a little bit. I mean, JD Martinez was a shadow was a was a shell of himself for that year, and and then came back. Devers and Bogarts are okay. You know, why did they come back? I I don't have I don't think it's all Cora. I'm not putting all of that on Cora. No, I'm not, but I like, mean, there's a drastic difference. Do you think he's a big? Do you he's, think a he's a piece of it. He's a piece of it, but but he's he's not. He doesn't affect the talent that's on that team. They still had so, talent on that team. And they brought it, they brought in, they brought in, they smartly brought in role players that were complementary to those guys. The guys that they brought over were smart. They were good baseball players, good baseball players that didn't follow the same pattern as some of their other guys. They, they, they changed it up. 
they added complementary baseball players. And when you have complementary baseball players that will just, again, make the other guys better on the field, the manager job becomes so much easier. You just become a motivator at that point. Like you're more of a rah-rah guy than, than actually like going out and, and, and effectively tweaking what you have on the, on the playing field. Because the Yankees, what they had, it didn't match. It was a Tetris board that got stacked, you know, in, did I just date myself a Tetris? I don't even know if that's still a thing, but the, the roster was, was not the right roster. And the way you, you look at the complimentary pieces that the Red Sox brought in, they brought in good baseball players, not great baseball players, not superstars, but ones that could play ball were gritty that, that complimented their superstars. And I give them credit for that. Yankees need to freaking look at what they did and how they went from zero to, you know, about to go to the world series and effectively make some changes similar in that, in that vein. Do you know many people in Boston consider Alex Cora the face of the Red Sox franchise? Yeah, I believe that. He's outspoken because he's outspoken. Okay. I, this is like an Alex Cora like, love affair, but it's just like, and, and, and I hate the He's guy also done some dumb shit. He does, I he, know. he does some dumb in game stuff as well. Like, he, I know. He, in certain moments, like, like every manager hey, is going to make mistakes. And the, the, Astro, the Astros have, have a, a walking fossil as their manager, and they're in their fifth straight ALCS. So who the hell knows? Right. Hey, Dustin Sometimes Bitt. you can just be so talented that it doesn't matter. Maybe that's what the Yankees were in 2018 and 2019. Maybe it was Aaron Boone who was actually making good decisions in 2018 and 2019. I I don't know. The, the, the fact is, 2020 and 2021, the, the team was not talented enough and the roster was not good enough to just wipe out all other potential issues. And again, I still think Boone is a potential issue. Yeah. I mean, I at the end of the day, I think, I think, I think, that the majority of people who watch this team will agree that the players on the field were not the right fit for what they needed to get to the promised land. You know, whether they performed perfectly or not, still wasn't the right, like the, the style of baseball was not it. So if you're going to apply the analytics to a to this team, one, I, I hope that they're able to tweak. You can still be analy- analytically driven and not totally, totally dependent on uh, the home Boomer run bust. or the strikeout. You can still you can still find that 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 mix, and I'm I'm very hopeful that they, I I pray to God that they can find that mix because when you look at some of these other teams, they still hit they they hit the ball, they spray the ball, uh, they have they have guys who can who can who can hit. Houston struck out the least in in the American League this year. Yeah, and they're analytically driven. Right, they're a home run team, but they struck out struck they had the least amount of strikeouts. Yeah, as an offense. If you could just cut the strikeouts down, if you could just cut the strikeout guys down, cut them off the team, fit in some some role player guys. Oh my god, it would be such a better brand of baseball to watch. Yeah, and you also need guys that can play better defense, you need more athleticism, you need smarter baseball players. I think there's far too many dumb baseball players on this team, and when you have a dumb manager and dumb baseball players, you do a lot of dumb too things. Too many on one-trick ponies is what they are. There's too many uh-huh. there's too many Adam Dunns as we said before. Too many Adam Dunns. You cannot win with multiple Adam Dunns. It, no, it doesn't you know, work. If, if Joey Gallo is striking out 200 times, that's he's what I'm have saying. Rose kill himself. That's what I'm saying. All right. There's going to be a lot to talk about. Um we're, there's arbitration stuff that we're going to talk about. Arbitration is important this year. There's there's a lot. 19 guys on arbitrate. They're eligible. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a, we'll talk some about, big decisions that are going to be made there, I think. We'll talk about that coming up on a, on an episode very soon. Um, Scott and I will do our annual general manager game that we always do. 
Um, and the CBA is always lingering, so I'm sure that'll throw December first, baby. December first. Yeah. Sure, that'll throw some wrenches in everybody's plans because there'll be a shit show there. But we obviously had to talk about the news today. I'm going to Vegas tomorrow, so I'm really trying to uh, to make an excuse for us to record an episode while I'm out there, so I can record in that studio. Okay, I'll be here. <laughs> All right, everybody. Whether you're happy or sad about this, it doesn't matter. It doesn't happening. matter. It's fi- it's- find 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 the good in this situation and hold on to that because there's no reason for all of us to be miserable for the off season. All of this stuff is happening, and I'm talking to you, Andrew Rotondi, and I'm talking to other people who are just holding on to these things. You can't do anything about it. It's done. It is mm-hmm. done. It's done. Shut up. Go buy a chicken bucket and en- and enjoy. Enjoy. It. Like it. You sit there and add some like baseball it. players that go gap to gap, and it's going to be fine. You enjoy that twenty four dollars soggy bucket of chicken, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show. We'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.